Good afternoon, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast and Block Talk Radio Show. Uh, Today's uh, title, which I thought was very interesting, is called The Second Greatest Book Ever Written. And um, I guess you could guess what the first book ever written, that's the Holy Bible. But the second book you may not know of or may have never heard of before. It is called 33 Days to Morning Glory, a do-it-yourself retreat in preparation for Marian consecration, written by Father Michael Gately. Now, you could say before that, the book that was written by St. Louis de Montfort, Total Consecration to Jesus Christ through Mary in preparation of this consecration. So, uh, what, what's the difference between the two books? Well, uh, Father Michael had the advantage of, uh, of writing it much later, where he can, uh, has four great Marian saints. Of course, St. Louis de Montfort himself. Uh, also, you have uh, St. Maximilian Colby. Uh, you then have uh, John, St. John Paul II. And last but not least, St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. So that's how he breaks it down. Uh, one week for each saint. Marian saint, that is. And why is this books and these books important? Consecrating ourselves to Jesus through Mary is a life changer for me and I believe anyone who uh, does this self-retreat. Uh, it's easy reading. But I tell you what, those still have troubles. Remember, I told you in the last uh, podcast I did, and I didn't record it on Block Talk Radio, so I'm kind of repeating myself. But of course, the excuses, we know everybody's going to have excuses. Uh, we just put on in our local parish uh, the second greatest story ever told, which is uh, also narrated by. Uh, Father Michael Gailey and some of the excuses why they couldn't do this retreat well one I'm traveling a lot okay number two I don't have time but then when you find out you kind of like question a little further uh, it could be someone who maybe has a language problem reading English or those who maybe have uh, eyesight problem you know I have eyesight problem too where it's hard to read at all, at least understanding anyway. And uh, so my proposal to Father Michael Gailey and the Marian priest, which I don't believe he has, is an audio version of the 33 Days of Morning Glory. I think that would be a, a great hit and reach a lot more people. Now, you could say in the book it has a Spanish version, but this person who was trying to read it was Philippines, so not going to help her. And so you have people from all over the country, so they have difficulty reading or understanding English. Now, they could understand it verbally a lot easier than in writing. And uh, and I even have, I'm going to throw a name out of a hat, and I have a strong feeling about this. It could be something good for both. 
the person who's uh, narrating it and Father Michael Bittman's book. And it's Bill O'Reilly. Now, I really enjoyed uh, Bill's uh, uh, previous books. Uh, audio version I got uh, was from uh, Killing Kennedy, Killing Lincoln, Killing Reagan, Killing Patton, and even Killing Jesus Christ. So, uh, uh, barring the killing part, it was a great narration of those histories of those stories that Bill O'Reilly wrote and narrated on the audio version. So, what's the advantage of an audio version? Well, those who are traveling could take that CD or, or download it into their phones, their smartphones, or iPads, or whatever uh, use they have. And they go listen to on on the plane, or how they ever they're traveling in the car. So uh, to me that would be a big big plus. And for those who uh, maybe their eyesight is going, and they cannot understand in reading, audio version is perfect for that. And even those maybe English is not their first language, and it's hard for them to understand the written word of English. But they may comprehend a little bit better an audio version. So on uh, Prayer and Lunch, we'll kind of do that, but I'm not going to proclaim my voice is as good as Bill O'Reilly's. <laughs> Bill, I think we could do a much better job, and also, I believe uh, people would listen to this book by uh, uh, Bill O'Reilly because of the previous books in his uh, and the job, good job that he did. So you may be getting new people wanting to do this. And I think Bill O'Reilly, who is a Catholic, a Roman Catholic, may want to do this for himself too, because I don't know, first of all, Bill, if uh, someone is uh, listening to this and knows Bill O'Reilly, or he could be listening to this, uh, the first step I would tell you to do is pick up the book yourself, 33 Days in Morning Glory. A do-it-yourself retreat in preparation for Marian concentration. Now, of course, you could get it by the Marian brothers uh, and fathers at uh, the order line is 1-800-462-7426. And prayer line, if you need that too, uh, Bill, is 1-800-804-3823. And for those who need the book right away, in their hands in two days or less, you could also get it on Amazon Prime account and other outlets. <laughs> so you could get the book right away and don't pay for shipping if you're a Prime holder. Thank you, my son Gregory. <laughs> and so I think it's a great idea, uh, Father Mike. And it's something to ponder. Because we are pondering questions today. <laughs> questions on um, uh, um, the third and fourth day of 33 Days in Morning Glory. And uh, we have a starting prayer, like uh, always. And the, uh, the prayer we're going to be doing is the Angelus. And since I'm doing it myself, I'm doing the response and, and everyone. So I'm doing it all today. So, but Bill, O'Reilly, you're always welcome to come on my show at Prayer and Lots Podcast and Block Talk Radio Show. And we could talk anything you like about Mary and God, <laughs> and how that when you consecrate yourself, how that changed your life. Because I'm sure if you haven't, you will. 
And let's do this prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord, to be done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mary of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. Let us pray. Pour forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, thy Son, was made known by the message of the angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. And I'm doing a special prayer that I got of the Marian Mission Divine Mercy. And this is a prayer that they pray every day, so I like to also pray today for you. God and gracious Father in heaven, in this time of great mercy, please grant to us, the Marian missionaries of divine mercy, the grace to understand, accept, trust in the love and mercy pouring out forth from the heart of your Son, Jesus. Dear Mary, our mother, please keep us under this torrent of grace that it may make us overflow with joy of the gospel. Then with haste bring us to those who are lonely and sad and suffering, that they may share in the joy and meaning love gaze of God. Through this work may we build up the body of Christ, thus prepare the world for the coming of him who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Thank you, missionary uh, Father Michael and Father Chris Aguilar and all the priests and missionaries uh, of the Marian priests. So they do a lot of great work and I suggest you call the number or order from them. And those who uh, do not yet have the book and still waiting for the books, the, uh, the workbook, the questions we're doing day two and day two a title is st louis influence on the church question one st louis was a priest with a great trust in god 
he found out that a huge monument that he had helped to build for more than a year was selling to be destroyed. He said to the thousands who gathered for the blessing, let us build it in our hearts. Blessed be God. What your reaction to the story? Have you ever experienced a similar severe disappointment with someone that you thought seemed to be pleasing to God where you're able to please God in spite of that disappointment? I could think of some and I'm sure you have all your disappointments that you could think of. Part number two. Part of the marrying consecration involves entrusting ourselves totally to Mary so she could bring us to Jesus. And she does so in union with her spouse, the Holy Spirit. The best way possible for her to bring us to Jesus, we need to let go, always trying to do everything ourselves, from thinking and everything depends on us. Taking your best guess at the following question. What is the first thing that I need to become detached from? Will it be difficult to become detached from it? Will it take time? Very important question for all of us to ponder after we reading that thing. Also, we're going to go to day, the third day, for those who uh, haven't, does not have the book yet. And uh, question one, it states here, the Martha's Consecration, part one, so it's part one and part two, so we're doing day and three. So part one, question one, Mary is fully human. She gave a whole self, a whole life a whole being doing God's will. She continued to do this from heaven. The ending prayer from yesterday, give myself fully, raised the question to what, if anything, have I given myself fully in the past? My vocations, marriage, friendship, parenthood, a career, baptism, confirmation. Do I know what fully giving myself means? Very important question. Why are you pondering the third day? Question number two. If we were baptized as infants, our baptism vows were made by others on our behalf. However, we renew our baptismal vows whatever the Easter season comes around. During such times, we ask if we have rejected the devil and all his works and whatever we believe in each of the statements of the creed. How serious is the vow in today's world anyway? Reflect on the vows you made to God at your baptism, on the vows you made on your wedding day, if you're married. Do you know the date of your baptism? Do you celebrate? The third question on day three. St. Louis says, that the church, that day of our baptism, is the most significant day of our lives. 
Can you name other significant days in your life? Your wedding, graduation days, awards, recognition, achievements, and special days. What relationships are reflected in each of these days? Why does our relationship with God make our baptismal day so important? There's some ways you can celebrate baptismal days to keep them as significant occasions in our lives. Number question number four. Mary's humility humbles Satan even more than the divine power. Are you ready to strive to imitate Mary's humility? What's the difference between humility and humiliation? When do we seek the former and we sometimes encounter the latter? With which of yours, family, and friends do you find it's easy to be humble? Closing prayer. Come, O Holy Spirit, and living in Mary, give me the grace to reject Satan and follow Christ more closely. Now we're moving on to the fourth day, which is today. Sorry, I'm backtracking. <laughs> And uh, actually, it's probably appropriate because it's a demonstrative consecration part two. So we just did part one, this is part two. So it's kind of appropriate that we do both in one day. We are asked, why should we give ourselves to Mary? What was your first intimate answer? Was it because she's sinless? Totally without sin. Or is it because she belongs? Totally to God. Our whole life is God. Or was it? Because she's human like us and has compassion for her own, which answer is the most important in your relationship to Mary? And of course, they are important, but which especially touches you at this moment? Remember, we're pondering this question all day, so just don't think at it right away. Question number two. What reason we give ourselves to Mary is to imitate our Jesus, who gave himself to her. When we consecrate ourselves to Jesus through Mary, when we give everything to her, we are deepening our relationship with her, our relationship of a child to mother, in order to make us safe, secure, and forgiven, and blessed, and graced by Jesus. What might she decide for us? Are you anxious about learning her make a decision in certain areas of your life? How might you pray and talk to her about those decisions? The third question. The retreat mentions four intimate aspects of our lives that we give to Mary first our body, second, our soul, and our third, our exterior goods, present and future, fourth, our interior and spiritual goods, past, present, and future. It's quite a gift. In fact, it's the same kind of gift Mary gave to God when she said, I had Melinda, how about you pronounce that right? <laughs> Let it be done to me. We can truly say that Mary consecrated herself in a particular intimate way to God alone. Reflect on the idea 
that we're totally consecration to Jesus through Mary in the same sense as the imitation of her consecration to God because he's our sin. And the fourth and final for uh, this day, number four, through after consecration, you cannot insist that grace be given to you in offending your sufferings and prayer. Be given to a person you want to apply them to. But you might say to Mary, give her all the merits of your life and work. What freedom is implied in letting her all the value of your good actions? By the way, when we consecrate ourselves to Mary, we can and should pray out the loved ones, and Mary can really take care of them, even better than we can. She is not outdone in generosity. Consider page 17 and 184, 33 days and morning close. Closing prayer. Come Holy Spirit and living in Mary, help me give myself entirely to Jesus through Mary. Amen. That's a lot to ponder in one day. So it may take you longer than this. So remember, we all need to change our ways. We all need to give ourselves totally to Mary. And those who maybe not know me, but uh, when you're talking about the family members, it's so true. And I did not ask for it. Mary just gave it to us. Two years ago, I started this consecration to Jesus through Mary on this podcast that you're listening to right now. That was two years ago. I didn't have a group. I didn't even have another live person. If people listened and did it, I'm, I hope they did. <laughs> but I don't know. So it was just me, Mary, and our Lord Jesus. But I'll tell you, some wonderful things happened. My wife always, she wanted to go back where she was uh, assistant in the office back to the school system because they were laid off and she was trying for many years like five six seven years i don't know it was a while that she was trying to get back maybe even ten years she couldn't at this consecration all of a sudden a spot opened up and she was able to get into at the main headquarters of the broward county school board and then something that she was never in her life nine months later after her hard work and guidance, I believe, from Mary, an office manager position opened up. And it was given to her because of her hard work in Mary. No one else had a chance even getting this position. Mary decided she was going to get it, and she got it. This is something I did not ask for, but something Mary gave. So Mary knows not only what you need, but what your family needs, your immediate family. My son had his own business. It was doing okay. But within the last two years, it's been doing phenomenally great. <laughs> Again, I believe Mary has responsibility for that. Also, I was telling you in the, the, uh, the previous question, one asked from the pilgrims, started walking, I didn't walk, but uh, the Archdiocese of uh, Miami uh, we uh, rented a bus, the Archdiocese did, and we rode up to see uh, Pope Francis when he was in Washington, D.C. 
so it was like a 20 hour bus ride and we stayed one night and took 20 hours back but what the amazing thing that happened besides uh, being there at the, at the consecration of the saint uh, and listening to Pope Francis talk to uh, the speech to Congress and to President Obama uh, we also I wrote down when we had the orientation of the meetings in advance. They just asked, you know, to check off the little box. And I didn't know what I, what I was getting myself into. Little box, would you be willing to talk to the medium? I, I thought, well, maybe, you know, the local Catholic uh, newspaper, but you know, going to ask me some questions, take a couple of pictures. <laughs> I really downplayed it. And no, but it was one night. All of a sudden, the local news media on, on ABC Channel 10. Uh, they had their, uh, Tong Tong, one of their uh, longtime reporters, actually came to my house and interviewed me about me. Uh, I'm going in my podcast, uh, a part of it, and uh, the uh, local newspaper, the Miami Herald, even uh, hired uh, two graduate students in D.C. to follow me around. Believe it or not, me, humble me. <laughs> I remember when I got there, we were waiting online, waiting for the Pope. You know, they're starting to hook me up with their mics and things like that. And then someone in the crowd they said, why, why are they hooking you up? And I said, well, I'm just a parishioner like you, because I was kind of like, oh, you know, shy about it. Like, well, you know, I'm not special. <laughs> but Mary picked me to do that. And actually, if anyone wants to, they could, they could still on there. I don't know how, it's talked about uh, Miami podcast that going to see the Pope in Washington, D.C., so. They did uh, a little thing that these grad uh, students did, and, and they did a pretty good job about it, I thought. And even though I personally was not deserving of it, <laughs> but, uh, you know, God, Mary definitely, she wanted me to be heard. That, to me, that's amazing. And then uh, my bucket list, uh, six months later, was to always go into Rome. I, I've never been to Italy and Rome in my life. never been to Europe. But that was always in my bucket list. So, uh, matter of fact, someone c contacted me, believe it or not, from the Archdiocese of Australia through my podcast. Tell me if I'd be interested. Well, I guess if I could heard, I was interested in it. Tell me they had a place in Rome where they converted uh, a rectory into a, like a makeshift hotel almost. And they were having tours and even had a, a priest from Australia living there during that time. Well, he would give us daily masses. He would escort us to uh, the, the great cathedrals. And that was when they had uh, the, the mercy, the, big, the doors that we went through. And he had special prayers that he did. And so, uh, again, that's amazing. And I was there for the uh, blessing and the consecration of one of these four saints that it's in this book. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. And it was an amazing day, her consecration. It was a very warm day. It was in the 90s, uh, very hot. Uh, uh, Pope Francis, you know, in his blessings, gave our seats away. It was good to the homeless. So, you know, we ended up in her back, which is fine for the least of them. Because I don't think I would have seen if I was sitting down in the cup of what I saw. And, my, you know, my poor wife, she wasn't used to that. The heat and standing, it was like, she was more worried about that and, and I believe most of the people who were standing were worried about that.
But here I saw, and I, I posted on my podcast before, and I'll find the pictures again. But uh, just when uh, Pope Francis was doing the consecration in St. Peter's Square, I could see unusual movements in the clouds. First, I saw something uh, where the backdrop looked like a cross. And then above it, and this is a picture that looks like it, it comes out pretty clear, uh, a giant angel, and I think it's the, it had to be St. Michael because it would look like a big angel. <laughs> and in, a, in the background, it was a line of like little clouds with little drops, like yeah, like eye drops going down. One, two, three, a big line of them. And I'm, I was thinking that was uh, either a choir of angels or the saints. So heaven and earth, in my opinion, at that day, in that moment, were merged to one. What a great blessing to see that. And I remember even talking to uh, someone else who was uh, on the tour group with us. I said, did you notice the, uh, a cloud formation? And he said, yeah, yeah, it was kind of crazy, wasn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, so a lot of amazing things have happened to me and my family by doing this consecration. It, does that mean we're still not going to have crosses to bear? No, we still uh, will. But I tell you this, life will never be the same. And I recommend it to all of you. And Bill Riley, if you get to listen to this, I hope if you haven't done it, that you'll do it. And then maybe, just maybe, God willing, if you're willing, Father Mike's willing, that you will do the audio version of the 33 Days of Morning Glory. Because I think that could expand this book into a new horizon. First of all, as I said, people who are traveling history, that go to want to travel. People where English is a second language, but they understand enough to understand the verbal contents of the English, maybe not the writing. And those who are maybe uh, their eyesight is not as good as uh, it used to be, like myself, um, instead of uh, reading text, you're listening to it, and you have a better understanding because you're playing it over and over again. So I highly suggest, Father Mike, that we do an audio version of 33 Days of Morning Glory. And I also suggest that Bill O'Reilly will, will do it for us. So it's up to you, God, Mary, and of course, Father Mike and the Marians and Bill O'Reilly. If, if Bill O'Reilly doesn't want to do it, I'll do it for you. <laughs> Free of charge, of course. But anyway, God bless you all. And uh, tomorrow, we're going to be going to day number five. And those who are interested, who live down here, uh, we will have a weekly meeting on this. It's coming Friday between 7 and 8, and one of the parishioners' home. And so, of course, I'm not going to, on the air, give the address, but you can contact me, uh, my uh, my, uh, web address. I always can see me on Twitter at prayeronlaunch.com and uh, or you can make a comment please talk about comments I notice a few people are putting comments in my uh, podcast but there are more commercials on what they're trying to sell and so I'm not, I'm not going to keep those comments comments should be made about the topic in this case it's going to be dirty for days morning glory maybe something uh, spiritual that happened to you but make it God related, you know, oh Mary, 
or something related to that I you know it's a, it's a time and place to advertise your products but this is not the time or the place amen to that and for those who want to you know you could also get the book which I did last year uh, preparing for total consecration to Jesus through Mary and it is the uh, it is Saint uh, according to Saint Louis de Montfort but one thing that uh, Father Mike uh, says it's a lot more praise into this and of course he doesn't have the other saints because uh, they weren't born yet <laughs> so uh, definitely 33 days of morning glory is the fastest quickest way to become a saint and I think that's all of our goals our number one goal is not to become a saint then what is it okay so God bless you all and in the name of the Father and the Son